I mean, I mean, let's just let's just be real, Jim. I mean, the only thing that disappeared more, or the only thing that disappeared faster than Tennessee was Ponda's bean dip. <laughs> Welcome to My Got a Podcast. I'm Jim Wood. In this episode, John Powell and I review Georgia's 27 to 13 win over Tennessee in the Battle of Unbeatens, and we talk about our day on campus leading up to the game. As always. Remember to check out store.mygotapodcast.com to see our latest merch. And you can follow us on social media at mygotapodcast. Finally, we'd love for you to check out our presenting sponsor, Oxia Time, at oxiatime.com. That's A-X-I-A-T-I-M-E.com. Now, let's join the conversation in progress. What a weekend. What a day. What a weekend. I feel like I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to talk. Um, I wasn't my voice. sure if you. Were, I wasn't sure if you were going to be able to talk or if you'd be able to hear me. Yeah, I, I, I feel. Like, you, I figured your eardrums would still be in recovery. So I did. Uh, I literally when I got home. Oh, I got home when I got back to my parents' house after the game. Um, I went to change out of my wet clothes from the rain, and uh, when I got into that bedroom and closed the door, it was the first time I had been anywhere that was actually quiet. And like my ears were ringing, <laughs> like legit <laughs> ears were ringing. It was pretty crazy. So hopefully I, I, I sound okay. I, I, I can actually talk better than I thought I was going to be. So not too bad. I think you sound fantastic, Jim. You sound like a national champion. Oh, seriously. Holy Sorry, cow. Carter. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Carter, speaking we got to start with just yeah. the, day, the day at large. I mean, so for the second time this year, we, we, we repeated the formula uh, from Oregon where we got to hang out and tailgate before the game. Uh, I went in and, and, and you stayed for the tailgate party. Um, but I mean, okay, so let's, let's start off. So I went to, I drove to my parents' house Friday night again, stopped at Ingles so that I could make bean dip this time. So you could have the bean dip cause you had never had Honda Singles bean dip trademark, yeah. which I'm still not sure how that's possible, but we'll, we can talk about that later. <laughs> that's another episode. Um, <laughs> but like, Holy cow. Uh, Will Kaplan, I know it's happy that we we stopped at Raising Canes on the way into campus, picked up some Raising Canes, went and and then hit like all the tailgate all the tailgates. Which in retrospect was a a, a solid call because we ate those things throughout the day. <laughs> right, right. It was a it was one of those like we we were driving in and we were like, do we need to stop at Raising Canes? Like we don't have to, but I was like, yeah, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. Let's just right. go ahead and knock it out. Which shout out to Kyle, shout out to your friend Kyle for for driving. Uh, you guys, your whole crew up there, and, and coming to pick me up. That was that was a big help for me and my family uh, for getting to spend the day with with you guys. So that was that was awesome. Yes, yes, uh, Kyle is is truly elite, a gentleman and a scholar, <laughs> and his boys are great too. Just a good family. I love I love my neighbor. Uh, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Um, I feel like we could spend like an entire episode shouting out uh, people. Um, but I mean, you know, we started off, we, we hit up Logan Booker's tailgate, got to hang out with Logan. I had never met Logan in person. You know, he's been on the yeah. podcast multiple times and we've talked a lot, but I had never met in person. So that was a Car- lot of fun. Carter got to meet Logan. <laughs> Carter got to meet Logan. That was awesome. That was, that was really pretty cool. awesome too. You could see him. You could see him waving from afar. It was like there were two. It was like an oasis in the desert. <laughs> uh, I loved it, man. Because we were walking up. Yeah, we were still a little ways away, and Logan was like, "Carter." 
it was good. Mm-hmm. That was good. He had an elite setup. It was very, very nice. Um, so thank you, thank you, Logan. Uh, we had a blast. Uh, very gracious. Yeah, Carter really wanted to stick around, but we were like, buddy, he's got to go to the game. He can't stick around the whole time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh man. So that was great. And then we meandered. We stopped off uh, by the waiting since last Saturday tailgate and chatted up with Tony Waller for a little bit, kind of en route to game day. Um, so that was a good time. Uh, hadn't seen Tony in a while either. So, uh, well, and you had never met Tony. I know that was the first time that, yeah, it was, we were, we were trying to hit some firsts here because we interact yeah. with these guys for the last like two years or three years or whatever. And like, yeah, it's just nice to play some faces with names, which, you know, as we found with the, the ATD tailgate people, you know, that's, 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 that's a really cool part of dog Twitter is just being able to connect and, yeah. you know, yeah. hang out. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then well, yeah, we hit we hit game day, and I gotta say, man. So we'll see what Carter ended up on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Carter ended up on a lot doing a lot of stuff. We 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 got there. I don't. Do you remember what time it was when we got there? Because I don't remember exactly what time it was. No, because it yeah, and it had been on for a little while. We were a little yeah. up, a ways into it. Yeah, so like we were having to wade through, right? And so mm-hmm. it was definitely one of those situations where having kids is is a is a helpful benefit because they were able to weave their way all the way to the front and nobody said yeah. anything to them. <laughs> right, right. And then uh yeah, so they got to get to the front and they found a spot right, right, right next to the Georgia cheerleaders. And you know, Harry Dog was there. And then when Harry saw them, like they're, you know, high-fiving and talking and stuff. And I guess for whatever reason, like, I don't know, the kid's just like spontaneous like that. Like anytime he gets put on the spot, he comes up with something in- insane. He played rock, paper, scissors with Harry Dog. <laughs> <laughs> so good. He, he played him like four or five times and beat him every single time. And finally, yes. Harry Dog was just like, ah. <laughs> yes. Yes, Carter. Carter Carter is elite at rock paper scissors apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was he was uh, standing next to there are two guys you can actually see them pretty prominently on the TV because they were like our spot like whenever they went to the the whenever they went to the the crowd view where all four or five of the guys were sitting in chairs um, they're sitting yeah. out on the out on the stage in front of where the the paint squad and the and the spike squad were on that on that little green thing, yeah. Um, that we eventually got on. Like, yeah, that's another thing. Like, they, the the ESPN people were like, "You, you your boys want to go up?" And they were like, "Uh, sure." <laughs> and then I was like, "I'm with them." <laughs> yeah, I'm with them. <laughs> um, yeah, I was gonna leave them because I was gonna let them go up there, and I was like, "Oh shoot, I guess I should go up there and be a responsible adult and not leave my kids." <laughs> right. Right. ESPN uh, wolves or whatever. But yeah, they got right up front and they were right next to some guys that were Tennessee fans and they were trying to like mm-hmm. high five Carter and stuff. And Carter would like try to high five him and then like pull his hand back at the last minute. And just be like... <laughs> Dude, he was ripping the Tennessee fans all day. Uh, we skipped the part when we were like driving into Athens and he was like, dad, can I roll down the window and boo these Tennessee fans? I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, you can, Carter. <laughs> Exactly. Dude, kid uh, kid kid was an absolute savage all day long. <laughs> uh but 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 you know can tend to to uh you know we're not exactly sure and his 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 friend was like Kyle's son was like uh we need to put a leash on Carter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He was wandering. Carter has a tendency to wander off. <laughs> uh, it was amazing. 
That was amazing. Yeah, we need a little tether on him. Because <laughs> we we're, were at one point where I was like, "Where where'd Carter go?" <laughs> right, he was like right behind me in, in his defense at that one point. I do remember yeah. that though. Uh, he's like in between us or something. Um, mm-hmm. I did in, in the midst of all that. Uh, I, I know you missed it, but I ran into our buddy Mark Reagan in in the midst of all that. Um, I think while you were up, like up at the beginning of the game, at the front of the game day set. So that was cool. I was the sacrificial lamb. I was That's the sacrificial okay. lamb that took the kids down to the <laughs> into the into the chaos that was game day. Uh, that's I, I'm gonna tell you. That's I mean that's the most time I've spent at uh, game day and at like ESPN game day in a long time. I can't remember the last time I did that. It, it was fun. That was fun. I mean, it was it was awesome for the kids. I know they were yeah. they were f- flipping out. Yeah, they didn't want to leave. <laughs> right. Well, we yeah, had, we had we had places to go and people to see. <laughs> yeah, we had more tailgates, more tailgates in the dog walk. So yeah, we really were. We were like a we were we were like a roaming circus of tailgate hopping, the vagabond tailgate. <laughs> I'm telling you, I liked that we had our setup. We had like our our backpack coolers and our our food in a bag. <laughs> Yeah, man, we were, I mean, we were truly mobile, mobile tailgating was, was not, not terrible. I was actually like super worried that, I mean, I packed down all the ice and, you know, the beers and the bourbon and, uh, some snacks for the kids and all the waters and stuff that we had. Um, and I was worried that, man, this thing is like 40, 50 pounds. I was, I was worried at how heavy it was going to be, but thank God for the backpack cooler. Yeah. Yeah. My shoulder actually is a little sore because I didn't have the backpack cooler. I had that over the shoulder. Uh, so I'm definitely going to be pur- purchasing a backpack cooler like you have. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, you know, then we went to Hug Dogs Tailgate and you got to meet some more folks over there. Uh, Dwight made it over there. AO made it over there. We all got introduced to the uh, the peanut butter and jelly uh, drink, which did you have one of those with the, I did, the peanut butter I, whiskey and the. The grape I, juice? Ta- I tasted it and okay. I went, meant to go back, but by the time I went back, like, I mean, there's so much going on, man. I should, yeah, I yeah. should, I should have grabbed one for myself, but I'm grateful that I got to taste it because it absolutely tastes exactly like a peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. I actually might have to get some and let my wife try it. Cause I feel like it would be one of those drinks that she might enjoy. That was good. That was good. But which, and when we were over there, I mean, you guys fully did the dog walk. I was kind of all over the place. I, I didn't so much watch. I didn't watch the dog walk quite as much, but um, that was pretty cool. And got to meet Meg the Jones because she came with Hunter. I had never met Meg. So mm. I know you good. had. So that was new good, for me. Good people. Good people, man. Yeah. That was, it was great to have everybody have it. Where was the last, what was the last game that we were all together? All of us there. Well, I mean, probably. Clemson last year, right? It had to have been the Clemson game. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. it was like a re a re a rekindling of the Clemson. Yeah. So well, like, yeah. like I said, we, we could probably we could talk we could do this for like 45 minutes. <laughs> I know, man. Um and it was so fun, man. The I tell you what, like the 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 dog walk, that's something that I hadn't done in mm. such a long time. And we were talking about like as Georgia fans that you know, we all have tailgates. I think we had talked to Tony, we had talked to Logan, and their tailgates are, you know, kind of further away from where dog walk is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not a, like if you tailgate further away from the center of campus, you know, the center of the stadium or whatever, um, it's harder to get to for, yeah. for that time period because I think they do it two hours before kickoff or whatever. But right. it's definitely a cool experience, especially if you're not going to the game because you could still get like, you know, you get you get close to the band and you see the lone trumpeter by her, you know, 
yeah. you know, without, without having to go into the stadium or whatever. And then obviously the players coming in and let me tell you, man, this game was won as soon as those boys walked off the bus. I know mm. you said that you were, I don't know if you were had, had witnessed any of those guys or not. I, I, I have a video um, that I took that I, I had to go back today um, and, and kind of look through, cause I was trying to think through it. Like, did I get that video? Um <laughs> But man, Tate Ratledge and the offensive line, when they walked in, I was like, man, those boys look pissed off. Like they mm. looked, they looked absolutely like just like they they were about to just absolutely explode in anger. Yeah. Every every single one of them. And like that's what I'm saying. Like Tate Ratledge and those guys, like they kind of led the way in. And then you saw all the defensive linemen, all everybody came through. And obviously Stetson was Stetson and you know, Kirby was hyping up the crowd and stuff, but like right. the linemen, man, dude, they were ready to go from the time they got off the bus. Uh, yeah. I, I, I wasn't right over there when they walked by. So I'm, I'm glad that you were that close to that and, and, and witnessed that to get that, that vibe, the vibe, mm. the early vibe check. The vibe check was, was that they were ready to, to whip some ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, Sorry, Carter. Uh, sorry, Carter. That's okay. Um, and then after that, so after dog walk, I know we went over and hit hit up ATD tailgate tailgate. Shout out Greg as always for that. And uh, and you stick around and watch the game from there. Um, so yeah, that, that's you're pretty uh, much posted up there for the rest of the day, right? That was where we were. They had the they typically have like the you know the the over the air multiple TVs. Like there's there's all all kinds of TVs over there because it's yeah. like um, I I think it's yeah they have it's a good it's a good vibe over there too yeah yeah um I, not I that guess, it's not everywhere anywhere else but. um i mean the the whole campus i guess the last thing i'll say about like being around campus like the whole campus was amazing like it was definitely buzzing people were ready for the biggest you know highest ranked matchup in the history of Dooley field at sanford stadium but we noticed early on that there didn't seem to be as many tennessee fans as we had heard about Right. Yeah. yeah we noticed that pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I, I, I posted a video on my Instagram and I, we got, so we made it to at game day, we made it into that green thing that you could kind of see in the background. that had the, like the rafters or whatever. Yeah. So I got like this, this, you know, 360 degree view of the entirety of college game day. And you look out over it and this is, you know, pregame, right? Yeah. And it's all red. Like there's obviously like little pockets like here and there, like, yeah, there's mm-hmm. some orange here, there or whatever. But like there was like all the all the hype about we're going to take over their stadium. We're going to take over their campus. It's going to be yeah, like a U- UGA, you know, visiting Notre Dame kind of situation. Um, none of that happened. There was no. none of that. Like we were struggling to find like more than like a handful of Tennessee fans here and there. And John said that he had like a bunch of fans that he walked by or whatever that they we're coming from a different area of campus, but like, I didn't see it. I didn't feel it. I didn't feel anything from, I, I, there was no pressure whatsoever. I felt like from any huge contingency of Tennessee fans. And then like when they started showing the stadium, I was like, where the hell are a lot of Tennessee fans? Where are they? Yeah, I mean, there was like, there just weren't a lot at all. And so what I've, what I have since heard is that basically, you know, like in the off season, they sell these tickets. Right. And like, Tennis, from what I hear, is like, you know, in the uh, basically the preseason orders, right? Like, season hasn't even started yet. We got to order these tickets. Tennessee fans didn't buy them. So, what I he- heard is Tennessee actually sent tickets back to Georgia because their fans didn't buy all the tickets. 
So they didn't they didn't even use their entire allotment, much less take over from Georgia fans. So a lot of the Tennessee fans that were buying, maybe they were buying some tickets online or whatever off StubHub and such, but like that was it, you know, because they didn't use all their tickets that they got from the school. So what that tells me, what that tells me is that, you know, the, everybody talking about like, the get in price was like 600 bucks or something like that. Mm-hmm. At one point, I think it was like three grand or something. Um, but like what that tells me is that the demand for that ticket was a hundred percent coming from the UGA side. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was good to see there. Everybody just... wanted to be there and it felt like everybody was there. Like kid, yeah, obviously we ran into so many people. I ran in at the first tailgate. <laughs> I ran into a family friend of ours. Oh yeah. I was like, Ronnie, what are you doing? <laughs> Ronnie was sitting right there. Like Ronnie's a big UGA fan and he's, you know, is known in our family for always going to the games, no matter what, like all, yeah. always. And so it was just so funny to see him sitting there. I was like, that guy looks like Ronnie. And he looked at me like, and I was like, oh, we recognize it. Yeah. That is, that is Ronnie. <laughs> I know that was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. That was pretty cool. Um, I, the only, there were a couple of Tennessee fans in my section, actually, let's so like two or three rows behind us. They, I'll tell you, they did not, uh, they didn't even last through the first quarter before getting kicked out. Um, nice. It was pretty funny. So because they had they had beer and like, you know, we don't sell beer at Sanford Stadium. So it's pretty obvious because they're just sitting there drinking a beer like in like the aluminum like Bud Light bottle or whatever. So they got kicked out. It was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> but I guess we should probably talk about the game, I suppose. Um, the. Uh, oh, but it was such a but it was such a fun day, Jim. Like, I know. It was, the day was amazing. The, sh- was. Out, like I said, we can sit here and just name people all day, but we it was a blast. Thank you for everyone who hosted us uh, as we were going around. It was awesome, awesome, awesome day, awesome weekend. Um, you know, truly, truly humbled and truly, uh, yeah, I just feel truly blessed to be a part of this community. And yeah, for sure. Just super sure. grateful, super Absolutely. grateful for the, the everything. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Um, how about that? Like right off the bat, uh, or not right off the bat, very soon into the game, something goes wrong, right? We yeah. had that early fumble, um, where I felt like we were really like rolling, uh, which one thing I will say, and like, you know, we're always like play day, John, play day, John, getting the ball. That first drive, Kenny McIntosh came out and like, I looked at my dad and I was like, Kenny came to play. Holy cow. Kenny, Kenny absolutely came to play, man. He, yeah, he, he was right. He was running with anger for sure. He, he was and like well, kind of like he looked kind of like kind of like James Cook last year. He did, he did. So I don't know the running back rotation that that we do, you know, for my nitpicking thing is kind of weird. Like he was so hot, but I don't know. It wasn't anything out, out of the norm when they switched to Dejan. And then you know, the ball was on the ground a lot. Uh, we can get to that later when that kept happening. But mm-hmm. how, but how about the defense right off the bat? Right, they get put in a bad situation. We fumble. You know, the offense was seemingly rolling. Fumbles. Tennessee gets the ball. And we hold, you know, right off the bat, off the turnover, hold the vaunted Tennessee offense to a field goal, right? I mean, that kind of set the tone for the the game, really, even though we give it points, but. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it really did set the tone for the game because I felt like it was like, I was like, oh, crap, here we go. We fumbled the ball. And then to hold them to a field goal there, you, you walked away from it. You're like, wow, well, that literally doesn't hurt us at all, really. It didn't right. feel like it. It didn't feel like it was a big deal. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I think the other thing that happened um, on the next on the next series, right? So we we drive down like it's like we picked right back up, and so yeah, um, it's almost like that fumble just kind of dissipated, and then we 
you know, Stetson scrambled for his score, which then we had the first officiating kind of like head scratcher. <laughs> right. Tennessee, Tennessee should have played the entirety of the rest of the game without their starting safety. Like I still to I still don't understand how that wasn't targeting. I agree. Um, I agree. I, I don't understand it at all. If if that's not targeting, then we need to get like figure out like what's why. Because <laughs> yeah, by the definition of the rules, it literally was targeting. So yep. Well, and, and to add to the officiating blunder, and the other thing about that is they called that not a touchdown, like full speed, full speed, and Stetson knew it because Stetson instantly went into his uh, cell phone celebration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Before they had signaled touchdown. So uh, if for the uninformed, uh, apparently they got the Tennessee fans or students or whatever, got a hold of Stetson's phone number and they were prank calling him like all night the night before or something like that. So that's where it didn't, didn't Tennessee do that to Stafford or something like that? Or I know LSU did it to no Sean once. No Sean. Yeah. And yeah, no Sean did the same celebration. So yeah, that seems to be what, the, uh, yeah. Have a, that's have the good, a that's <laughs> Hey man, Stetson was probably here when No Sean was around. So <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, he nice. just celebrated his 35th anniversary, right? Or 35th uh, birthday, right? Seriously, seriously. <laughs> um, the the other thing I did want to call out, call out about that drive, that first touchdown drive, was that was also the like there was that uh, deep ball to Arian Smith. So that was like okay, Arian Smith is back. Uh, kind of yes. announced that right and. And that, I mean, and he just burned the guy. Like he was, there was no double move or anything. He just ran right by him. So I'm super irritated. I guess that's probably the first officiating blunder because I felt like that he got pulled. They, oh, he, they were, they were pulling yes. on his jersey, and then they pulled on his shoulder pads. Like I, he could, he might have, he might have had that had that tug on the shoulder on on the on the jersey not happened. You know, he might be gone. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, and that that continued throughout the game. Um, Pass interference was called on us like all night. Um, but yep. whatever. No, so like when we had when we had all these all these officiating like second looks and you know reviews and all that kind of stuff, like I, I, basically it just felt like that the game was getting artificially elongated. So like our defense <laughs> had I felt like that benefited Georgia because it gave our defense the time to continue to kind of relax, rest. recuperate from anything that they had to do out there, which frankly was not a whole lot of anything, but like if nothing else, it gave our coaches a chance to continue to watch plays while they were, I mean, how long did they do that review with Stetson? I feel like it was like 20 minutes. (laughs) That one was long. That it was, yeah, they were, they were, the reviews were ridiculous. It it just messes up the flow of the game. Like, yeah, yeah, it's frustrating. Um, I can't remember when it was. I think it was on Tennessee's second drive. They did have there was like there was like one play where they basically I don't know, we saw like kind of we we saw things come together that I thought was interesting, something that we had talked about, right? Like um with like pressure being the great equalizer, right? And I would say mm-hmm. in this game actually it was pressure and, and noise, um, with all their false mm-hmm. starts and everything, but because it was so loud, they were definitely the Tennessee fans were saying that, well, we run, uh, you know, we run hurry up. So the noise is going to affect us. Well, that obviously was false. Um, there yeah, was 100%. one. Yeah. I mean, there, there was one play where Hyatt did get loose. Like as he beat, I think it was Chris Smith and he had to step on him and he was open. But again, we saw it, it was actually just like, you know, we had talked about in like, it was the second play, I think of last year's game where that happened. Like the one time somebody got loose and hooker overthrew him. And that's what happened here. Like Hyatt did get open, but you know, there's pressure, there's noise, and he overthrew him. He overshot him, and then they never got open deep like that 
again um, for the, I can remember for the whole game. So listen, listen, the kid was rattled. The whole team, their whole team vibe was, was rattled. Like everything about them was they They weren't ready to play. And I think that if you go back and look at the UGA game last year, like I think Graham, when Graham had mentioned this, when, uh, when, when they were like, they, they like went through us like a hot knife through butter for like one or two series or something like that. Yeah. And then like, I think Graham mentioned like hey, that's this is the script. This is how they this is how they operate. Like once they get beyond the, the first few pages of the script, like they're not going to be able to to mm-hmm. keep up and continue to do this. Right. When we saw when we were able to hold them to a field goal, uh, at, you know, on their first series or whatever. Like when when we basically held them to nothing. I mean, that th- you had to go you had to go to like. A few minutes left in the in the first half, I feel like was when Gary mentioned that a, a wide receiver had a pass catch for more than ten yards. Yeah, yeah. Up, up to that point, they I think the longest play was like six or seven yards for them, and they had six points to show for it or whatever. Like, yeah, there was, I mean, five possessions, and they had six points and like three or four punts to show for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, if you'd have told me, if you'd have told me that their first. In their first, they would have punted the ball three or four times in the first half. I would say that this this game ends up being like a, a 30, 40 point route. And it really did feel like that it could have been. And I think that when you look back on this on the season, um, because I feel that this this team is transitioning into truly elite because mm-hmm. it felt like it was a name your score game. And then the rain, I, yeah. and then the rain started, and I think that Kirby just kind of was like, you know what, let's just uh, let's just pull this back. I mean, Stetson threw four passes in the second half. Yep, I totally agree. I totally agree. You take away the rain. I've seen some like you know off their off their rocker Tennessee fans being like, oh, the rain. You know, we could have come back or whatever, something like that. But it's like, no, if if it hadn't rained, we pull away even even more. Um, but when you were saying like about Tennessee punting, it made me think of our punter. And the 75-yard punt in the first quarter that Brett Thorson had, uh, that thing was unbelievable. Took a great bounce, you know, rolled out on the one and, uh, you know, set up the controversial play of the game to me in the uh, the safety yeah. that wasn't. The safety that wasn't. Um, I know you texted just a little bit ago, like, can someone explain how that wasn't a safety? And I cannot. Um, I think to me the only – the way they called it was what the ref said was the ruling on the field is the quarterback fumbled. It was recovered by the offense and advanced out of the end zone. And when you I don't see that, I don't I see don't, that at all. It didn't happen. Uh, first off it, they, um, the offensive lineman that picked it up, he got tackled in the end zone, his knee and hip were down and then he fumbled it again, but he was down. And then another lineman recovered it where they spotted it. So I don't know if they just explained it poorly. Like they were saying it's like a double fumble or what? Cause mm-hmm. like, to me, the only valid explanation would be like, you know, after review, it was an incomplete pass. Like, I don't think it was, but I'm saying like, that makes more sense to me as far as like how it was not a safety than they advanced it out of the end zone. You know, it just saying that the call standard was ridiculous to me. So whatever. I don't, I don't think they have any justification <laughs> to say that the call stand could stand. Because he was yeah. clearly clearly in the end zone and clearly tackled. I mean, I mean obviously, like the the pass to McConkey was 
you know, a few plays later or whatever, but like it was the, well, I mean, it was the next play. Yeah. They go, they go punt. And then and the first play was the touchdown at McConkey. Right. Right. So like, obviously it didn't, didn't hurt us, but I think I would have preferred to have the points to be able to th- say you, you put a safety on the number one team in the country. And then right. uh, I, there's, there's no stopping our offense. Like that's why, I mean, with the first few plays of the game, like we were running the ball with, I think at one point in the middle of the first and in the middle of the first half, like they showed a graphic that talked about like the, the rushing plays and the net, the yards per play. And it was like, we were averaging like 10 yards per play. And it was like, man, yeah, good luck. It felt like every, every rush, every rush play, we were rushing for 10 yards. And if we weren't rushing for 10 yards, we were gang tackling, you know, our, our running back and pushing him to be on the 10 yard sticks. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, on the on the lad touchdown, I do think feel like we kind of have to say welcome back, welcome back, lad McConkey. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked like his old self out there. Um, had a nice touchdown from the law firm uh, to celebrate. The law firm, yeah, the law firm's back, baby. Uh, I got dun, 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 dun. Uh, Coach Trill. You know, he sits in my section. He like ran down the aisle. So like we're my my dad and I and my mom, uh, we were all like high fiving, and then all of a sudden I see Coach Trill Bill and he's like hugging us. <laughs> He ran nice. all the way down the stadium and came and joined us. It was pretty funny. That's awesome. Where was Coach Trill? We missed him on on the tailgate situation. You know what? That is a good point. That is a good point. We'll have to we'll have to iron that out next time. I don't know. I'm not sure where he tailgates. We'll have to talk about that, Coach. Yeah, Coach. Oh man. Too funny. Um, what was that? Oh, the all right. So a couple of things. Um, so we we kind of talked about the punt. We talked about Thorson. Obviously, huge killer kick. I mean, Gary Danielson said it on the broadcast. To me, the bigger part of that play mm-hmm. was was Nylon Green and the way that he was able to scamper down there and 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 get the ball out of the end zone. Even though it like get the ball out of bounds, even though it ultimately wasn't needed, he was right. there as a just in case. And like to me, that level that that's like an effort play mm-hmm. that I feel like that is just a, a perfect example of like. You can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't have the effort to put behind it, that to me just shows me that this team is coached completely. Like it was a perfect example of why this 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 coaching staff is so elite because they get their yeah. player, they get the best out of their players, and that was a perfect example of such. Yeah, no, that's a great call. That's a great point. Great point. Totally agree. Totally agree. It's like the it's like the Ben Watson play from when he was with the Patriots or whatever that that. Um, <laughs> that uh Belichick likes to talk about like we're uh, INT and, and Ben Watson has to run all the way across the stadium basically to tackle him at the one yard line. Yeah. Totally, totally inconsequential play. But like in in the grand scheme of things, it just shows you the mindset of this team. Okay. So it's funny that you mentioned Ben Watson. I don't I don't know if you watch like the SEC final uh thing that they put that's like the SEC networks kind of no, end of day wrap it. up. Uh, you sh- ben, you need to go watch it because like when they did the highlights, when they were done with doing the Georgia highlights and their analysis, Ben Watson just had like the biggest smile on his face. Like he was just so happy. And uh, Takio Spikes was like, "What are you smiling about?" And he's like, "I'm happy." <laughs> like it was, it was so good. It was. Like, a, you could Ben's proud, got proud a good smile on. too. Proud yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty awesome. Um, I guess a couple other things in the in the first half. Um. The last touchdown scored of the first half, the 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 pass uh to Rosemey, Jack Saint was amazing and the catch was amazing. That was a heck of a play, that touchdown. Um, 
I agree, man. Uh, Gary Danielson, that's like, um, you know, he was talking. So everybody, everybody likes to hate on Gary, but like, I felt like that Gary was actually really good. I I know that you haven't seen the whole game, but like, this was a, this was a great game that Gary called because he, his breakdown of that play was, was fantastic. Like he's talking about like how the quarterback is trained to throw the ball where he had to put it. Like if it's a few yards lower, like it's a, it's a problem. It was about like kind of aiming it just under the crossbar, basically, right? I think he was saying something about that. Exactly. They they yeah. teach you to throw it under the crossbar so that they can actually go up and catch the ball instead of like running into the crossbar, I guess. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was I think that you know, we go back to talking about like the gunslinger mentality that Stetson has. Yeah. He looked off, looked back, <laughs> and threw it. Yeah. And if it like it was it was such a tight window and it's just one of those things like you know it worked out and it was fantastic and it was a fantastic catch like i need to emphasize emphasize fantastic catch on on roseby man he he yeah. had some he had some great moments in this game let me tell you yep um which is which is just so great for our team as we go down and you know having more threats than just our tight ends and running backs and stuff true um but man, he he put that thing in a window. But like when he was circling, when Gary was like drawing on the TV, I was like, "There's like four guys." <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Oh man. oh man, and he had that one. You know, Stetson had one where he basically threw it to the linebacker, but the linebacker dropped it. Dude, that was um, on the first. That was on the first drive. That was like two plays before the fumble. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which like in retrospect, like obviously, you know, the, the defense would have, would have held. And I think that that's, that's important to note because I feel like that as the game wore on, we started to realize that they could not do against us offensively. No. Yeah. Sorry, Carter, but dude, no, I mean (laughs) the, the defense, I'm going to, I'm going to quote my dad and I don't, I, this is from last night. This is not from uh, today. So I don't know um, if he still feels this way, but when we were walking back to the car, he said, Jim, that may be the best defensive game plan and execution of the game plan I've ever seen. And he was like, I've, I'm 72 years old. I've watched a lot of football. It's like, that was impressive. I mean, against that offense that, I mean, I know like, you know, we had said, and if you, if you subscribe to dog central, if you read the stuff that was put out, uh, if you watch the film preview and everything, um, you know, I think we collectively weren't buying into the hype, but there were a lot of people that were comparing this offense to the 2019 LSU offense. Right. Um, and if you want to do that, you know, I, I don't, I don't think they are, but you know, are those same people now saying that, you know, comparing this Georgia defense to, I don't know, last year's Georgia defense, <laughs> you know, like, right? Like you, you can't have it both ways kind of thing. Uh, I mean, they, we absolutely stonewalled them. I mean, all they got, you know, they got, they got the two field goals. They got a garbage time touchdown. And frankly, like it's in the second half. I mean, like their most effective play was like getting a flag from the refs. I mean, you know, how many yeah. times did they get drives extended by flags? So the reason the reason that they got the touchdown was because it was like third or fourth down and we had a face mask penalty on them you know if you remove that they're either kicking and i can't remember where they were actually the okay so i know you haven't rewatched the second half because i i had that same thought walking out of the stadium that's actually a different drive so the um the face mask drive we ended up stopping them on fourth down again 
like four okay. plays later. Um, okay. But then the next drive, I, I'm pretty sure there was a flag on fourth down for either holding or something, defensive holding. That And then they scored like right after that. Well, it extended the drive. Oh, man, that drive was annoying, but whatever. But yeah, dude, I mean, the defense was incredible. And uh, I got to gotta call out to like the the Keely Ringo interception because so yeah let's talk about let's talk about Keely Ringo just in general I felt like Tennessee was trying to pick on him the entirety of the first half Mm -hmm. like there are play after play of going after him and I will say that like Keely you know he had a holding call in the first half where you Mm -hmm. know it was it was pretty bad um he had a a big a big chunk yard play to um Tillman Cedric Tillman uh, where I think that's the play you were talking about earlier when you said that's the first pass play over X yards. I think that was that play, by the way, I think I could be right. Wrong. Yeah. I mean, it, it was definitely for like 10 yards or something like that. So it probably was. Yeah. Um, but on that play, like Keely just got shook. Like and it, he got juked. Yeah. He got, yeah. he got juked. And then when he tried to recover, he slipped, which there was a lot of slip sliding around in this game, by the way. Um, yeah. What field? The, <laughs> Yeah, it was a wet field. It was a wet field. Definitely in the um, second half. But um, well, I mean, it had had rained. It had pre-game. rained today. I was yeah. wondering. I was wondering how that was going to impact the game when yeah. it was raining on us at game day. I was like, oh crap, here we go. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. a little bit wet, and everybody's going to be slipping around. And they kind of were, but um, but yeah, dude, Ke- Keely was Keely and him were were going at it, and then on that on that play, like he just you know, next play, next play, next play, that kind of thing. Like you get beat on this play. It's okay. Just, just go back and win the next, win the next matchup. Right. Right. And that's exactly what he did, man. Dude, that play was so good. He fought that man all the way down for 40 yards. He fought that kid and still came up with the INT. That was amazing. Yeah. I mean, he basically like he got into position and I mean, he basically became the wide receiver. You know, and he, mm-hmm. he won that inside position, got his head around, washed it all the way in like a dang wide receiver. And frankly, I thought it got it interfered with, but <laughs> for sure, but whatever. I mean, Tillman um, helped Tillman helped him catch it. He's like, here, buddy, let me hold you for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was, I mean, that was, that was an awesome moment. And just, you know, getting to see Keely on the Jumbotron with the Savage Pads. Um, it was and, pretty sweet, man. That was and, a good moment. I, I, I part of the reason I went back to watch this uh, because I, I saw some some chatter on the on the Dog Central text thread that I guess Bia Bia was was playing when he when he caught it and the Savage Pads were on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I definitely did, I definitely didn't pick that up on the on the on the broadcast. So I'll have okay. to take your I'll have to take your word for it. How <laughs> awesome awesome that must have been. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. It was incredible. It was incredible. Um, that was only Hendon Hooker's second interception of the season, by the way. So, yeah, I figured. I mean, we talked about it. Like, I figured that he'd be he'd be good for a turnover or two, especially once he started getting rattled and started getting you get in his face. I mean, I think the uh, the other the other big thing from our defense, like the planning standpoint or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I think we had blitzed. We blitzed. What was it? I, I, I know I sent it to you guys because someone had tweeted it out earlier this morning but it was like 60 something percent of the plays we were blitzing yeah yeah i mean and it was prior, things things prior we had to that seen. yeah prior to that we had blitzed like 30 something percent of the time yeah. and I, i'm just sending like well maybe maybe we should just do that the whole time 
<laughs> you're just what 60 percent of the time against everybody well and it was you know the the shifting pre-snap that we were doing I mean, we were bringing guys from everywhere i mean we were bringing javon bullard we were bringing christopher smith we were bringing ryan davis like it was incredible i mean they didn't know where the pressure was going to come from you know yeah i, yeah, I I agree. I, I will say again, this is another like hat tip to to Gary. Gary got frustrated. He was getting. I, I felt like he was frustrated with Tennessee, man, because really? he was like, he's like, for three years Georgia has run this defense. They are <laughs> they are known for shifting at the last minute, and mm. Tennessee should know that. <laughs> and here they right. are shifting, and it's a false start. Yeah. Like, it was like it was like Gary was just getting angry at Tennessee for false starting because they were moving at the last minute because that's yeah. exactly what looked that's exactly what it looked like like we shift and then all of a sudden they move. <laughs> yep, yeah, which I'm 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 still amazed that that's legal, but we will continue to do it as long as it is. I mean that coupled <laughs> with the that coupled with the noise. I mean I couldn't like hear my dad and mom next to me talking to me like the the way that I've never heard. I mean I've just never heard Sanford Stadium like that ever. I mean. I've been to plenty of loud games, you know, like we talked about all those loud ones, like Notre Dame and LSU, I mean the, bla- the blackout, the right? blackout, LSU 2013, Arkansas last year for like the first quarter, I guess. Um, nothing, <laughs> nothing compares to this. Uh, nothing compares to it. It was um, absolutely unbelievable. I, Man, that's awesome. I, I haven't rewatched the entire game. Um, so I haven't really like rewatched the second half. The, the, the main things that I remembered or the big, I guess, thing I remembered, um, I don't know the exact number, but we had that one drive in the third quarter that I think it was like nine minutes. Yeah, I I remember I was like, well, I guess we we're going to get the Kirby death march early. <laughs> yeah, because we're, we're calling this game early. <laughs> right. Yeah, seriously. OK, so, yeah, in the third quarter, Georgia got the ball with uh, 953 left in the third quarter and the drive ended on a field goal with one minute and nine seconds left in the third quarter. That's insane. (laughs) (laughs) So 15 play, uh, 67 yard drive, eight minutes and 44 seconds. So unbelievable. I love it. The Kirby death March in the third quarter. In the third quarter, in the third quarter. I, I did get like, I know like heat of the moment. I got mad when we fumbled, um, in the rain, but I know like, to be fair, like, we had also just gotten the ball from Tennessee fumbling and then we fumbled it right back. So frustrating. But I think at that point it was, that was when it was raining pretty hard, I believe. Um, so I guess it kind of is what it is. We definitely, we definitely need to work on, um, we definitely need to work on the wetness. Like I think we, we kind of talked about it in the, in the preview, but like probably should have given the more, more credence to, to talking through it. Like how big about is Hendon? weather? How, how big is Hendon Hooker's hands when he's throwing? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. It's a good question. <laughs> the all-important hand size with a because we know Stetson weather. has a, Stetson has a huge hand, right? <laughs> I believe so. I believe so. How about okay? I mean, we have to talk about the return of Stickwavius. I mean, you know, fresh haircut. Stetson plays pretty pretty well with a fresh haircut. So I, I appreciate it, Stetson, because um, what he did is that he went right back to what worked in the first game, and that's exactly <laughs> and that's exactly what I did. So from now on, I'm wearing the exact same game day attire. I got the same fit for for every game moving forward because <laughs> it has worked wonders for us. <laughs> um, I know there we did have a you know we we don't so much usually solicit questions or anything uh, for review episodes, but we did get a topic request which was hinted at earlier or at least mentioned. Uh-oh. 
Okay. Will Kaplan pointed out that Georgia is undefeated when you and I have raising canes pregame. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, he wanted us to discuss it, so you know, I don't know. So, but we will, we will at minimum, we'll acknowledge this. Is, this is a fact. This is a fact. Hey, you know what? Some people come to town and they get raising canes, and some people come to town and they get they get the the full five star meal meals. Like British, <laughs> British bulldog, we, we were just we're just carrying your torch, sir. That's right. That's right. Oh man. Um. All right. I want to. I, I think we had a few other things, but did want to uh, give a a moment to remind everyone that season three. Of my God, a podcast is presented by Oxytime. Uh, so Oxytime is a custom watch company, and you've got to check out their 2021 Georgia National Championship watch collection. Uh, John, we were wearing them. Uh, it was a good talking point, actually. I know it was it was it was like too perfect when we met your another friend of yours that we kind of randomly ran into at the dog walk and asked yeah. us. He was like asked us about the watches and we were talking about them. Uh, so that was a good time. That was a good time. How was your, you know, I talk about like the walking around and having the freedom of it. Uh, did you, do you agree with that for, for your day? You're not having the watch notifications going around all day. Able to enjoy the, the time in Athens. Yeah, man, it was, it was pretty, it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, I know that uh, I think I've mentioned it before, but like my watch, I've got a little, I have, a, I do have a health tracker watch that I have mm-hmm. for a, gar- a Garmin watch that I, I do for runs and stuff. Yeah, uh, which I did my pre-run, which is, this is true. Gonna, gonna continue doing that. Um, but it it often will buzz at me when I haven't moved, and so when I when yeah. I was standing still watching the game, it was not buzzing at me to move. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So yeah, definitely shut up, def- shut up watch. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Don't have to worry about it with these. Um, so yeah, just uh, thanks again to Oxia Time for for presenting uh, season three of my I Got a Podcast and. Definitely go check them out uh, so you can go check out the entire collection at oxiatime.com. That's A-X-I-A-T-I-M-E.com. And exclusively for our listeners, you can get 10% off of one of those watches uh, by using the code MyGotAPodcast at checkout. So please be sure to uh, go check it out. That's oxiatime.com. All right, let's uh, let's do our a, a quick, uh, we can do a quick uh, Coach Trill Bill update. Um we actually, uh, you stayed in the lead uh, because we got we had the exact same record this week. Um, uh, everything was, uh, I think, the same. Actually, it was pretty funny. Um, I think the only difference we had was like which offensive question we got right because we both went one on two on one and two on the offense. Everything else was the same. We got the rest of them right, uh, so we went six and two overall. So. Uh, you are in the lead and my stats are off, so you can ignore those. But I, I know you, you you maintained the same the same lead as uh, last week. So way to go. It's a push. It's, it's a push. Yeah, it was a push. It was a push. And the only thing I was going to add on top of that was, you know, um, Coach did have a bonus a bonus question that we didn't so much answer. Uh, or it wasn't actual over-under, but it was, you know, over-under on the emotions running to the for the Dooley tribute. And I will say... Uh, they were high. I didn't quite make it through it. Uh, I did find myself shedding a few tears uh, when they honored Coach Dooley pregame on the jumbotron. It was pretty cool. It was a. It was very well done. Uh, so kudos, kudos to the the team that produces those things. Did they uh, Did they post that anywhere? I don't know if I've seen it. Okay, that's a good question. Uh, I haven't seen it either. Uh, we'll have to go. We'll have to put glasses on it. We'll have to see. Yeah. 
Yeah, hopefully. I'm sure they, they've got to. I, I hope they do. It's it got to be good. somewhere. It's got to yeah. be somewhere. Yeah, it was good. It was good stuff. Um, I guess uh, I was trying to think of what else for the game. Um, we mentioned the nine-minute drive in the third, third quarter. I mean, I, I guess, you know, definitely late, right? Like, I guess after that was when all the the kind of weird stuff happened with all the penalties where I felt like, that kind of kept them in the game. I was really, I was super curious about the face mask to see if there actually was one because I didn't see it in the stadium, but I went back and watched. It was pretty, I guess it was kind of egregious. So that was not that that was a bad call or anything that kind of, that, that stunk, but all good. Yep. Um, um, I'm yep, trying to so think, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of, um, so, I mean, I guess on the whole, I'm a little surprised. Like if I'd have told you, if I would have told you before the game that UGA had 387 yards total yards, how would you have felt about? How would you have felt about this game? You're you're thinking like that. That's probably less. That it feels like we had more or something like that. Yeah, and well, I mean, I think that we both know. Like we 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 took our foot off the gas to a certain extent. Which that, by the way, we like t- talking about taking your foot off the gas. That kind of bears out in the game cast. Like, you know, we talk about that from ESPN that I, I do want to underscore that like this, the way that the win probability worked out that ESPN is tracking kind of tracks with how I felt about the game coming in. Like, hmm. basically, we had a win probability at kickoff of 75%, right? Hmm. That kind of was how I felt about this game coming in. Yeah. Um, the lowest that I think that it got was like 68, 70%, something like that, 68%. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after after about when was it? When was it? It was it was we 14, it yeah. was 14 to three in the first quarter. It was all right, so there was a minute left in the first quarter, and we hit 93 percent chance for victory before the first quarter had even ended. Yeah. To me that the fact that we scored had as many yards as we did, because I imagine like after like the first half, the, our, our yardage gains were just, just in the crapper because we were just running the ball every time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, like I, I think that we would have thought that we would have scored, we would have been running, more yards if that makes sense like there would have been like closer to 500 yards of offense for a game that had this kind of dominance feel to it yeah i agree and i i think i actually i know i was texting with our buddy patrick um last night after the game and we were we were talking a little bit about like that whole like foot off the gas thing and like did we go to the like run it up the middle a little early um and i i was kind of feeling that way a little bit last night and like because the only thing I would say is like, um, as far as like style points go, like I would have liked to bury them by even more just to like kind of leave no doubt and not let them back to the playoff. I have, um, I have a conspiracy theory about this though. Okay. Okay. So the only thing I'll say is my, my pivot to that is like, you got to factor in the weather. I think the weather played a big factor into there, especially after Robinson fumbled. I think we kind of just packed it in and we're like, all right, let's just protect the lead. And it is what it is. <laughs> so, right. It is what it is. But I want to hear the conspiracy theory. My conspiracy theory is that Kirby wants this team to remain under the radar. He doesn't want them to be the splashy, mm. you know, team that the national media is talking about. He wants the, 
he wants everybody talking and like, yeah, if we did, if it wasn't raining, like we could have gotten more <laughs> points. And right. you only beat you only beat us by, you know, fourteen points or whatever. Like you only beat us by two scores. He, he wants he wants that that he wants them to still have a little bit of an edge, even though I feel like that this could have been a fifty to you know fifty to fourteen or whatever score. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I think that he still wants them to feel like they need to earn it more. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can't tell me that getting not, you know, having Tennessee be number one in the playoff rankings, uh, the talk of both Tennessee and Alabama after their first matchup, after, well, now their only matchup, after their matchup, um, that, you know, we'll see them again. There's going to be a rematch, all that kind of stuff. I mean, they, they heard it and they responded. So it was pretty, that was pretty awesome. Um, Stetson, Stetson, if Stetson hit for his, the, the magic numbers. He did 200, 250 yards passing, one rushing touchdown. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And, and two, two, and two beautiful passing touchdowns. I mean, this was a good game for Stetson. I mean, you take away, I mean, you know, there was, there was the one early throw we talked about, right. That, that hit that the linebacker got his hands on. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a miscommunication, I think with Blaylock at one point, like it looked kind of like he threw it behind Blaylock, or, but I think he was expecting Blaylock to sit down and he didn't. Um, so. Uh, you know, there are a couple of things that weren't perfect. You know, it, it was one of those games where, like, there's, I'm sure, you know, coach speak, Kirby kind of thing. I was like, oh, there's plenty on the tape for us to fix. <laughs> you know, oh, for sure. Kind of for so, sure. So, for sure. There was, there was a pass to Darnell that he had that he could have had another touchdown pass hmm. um, that Darnell dropped in the end zone. I mean, it was, it was a tough catch for, I mean, the guy's six, Oh, seven. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. The guy's six, seven. And so he's having to go down like to his hip, like, hip knee area to try mm-hmm. to catch the ball it's, yeah. i guess i can give him a pass on that there was a pass to uh brock bowers in the end zone where like i don't know it, it was it was just it was not a good throw he overthrew him it went and, out and it went out, so out out wide yeah yeah i mean he yeah, way overthrew him yeah, yeah. And he, he was like that's on me that's on me that kind of thing and then i think there was another yeah like you said the the playlock drop so i mean he had a he had multiple drops in in there i think that graham does a great job about um graham does a great job about posting those like adjusted adjusted like completion percentages and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff like accounting right. for drops and stuff i'd be curious to see what their film breakdown looks like for this but man dude i so I'm going to I'm going to give the man a shout out. I should have I should have told him when I when I saw him after the game. So after the game, you know, we we kind of hung out for a little bit to try to like give the traffic time to die down, which in retrospect was just never realistic, but um <laughs> so we kind of hung out for a little bit. Also, we were kind of selfishly waiting for you guys to get back to so that sure. we could say hello and say goodbye and all that kind of stuff. Um but so on our walk back to the the parking deck from from Reed to the Carlton Street deck, um, we ended up walking in front of the stadium uh, at night. And Carter and I got a picture and took a picture of Kyle's kids and their their dad in front of uh, the scoreboard. Um, so we can hopefully see this, the scoreboard. But as we were walking, I noticed multiple coaches coming and walking into that little you know, that little platform that they have there that they this recently built for the recruits and all that stuff. Right. And I saw multiple, multiple, multiple large human beings walking <laughs> out of the stadium at that time, which were clearly recruits of certain degrees and years and stuff like that. 
But what I right. thought was, was cool was like Stacy Searles was walking. Like I recognized him clear as day. I saw him. I said, Stacy. Like, and he turned around <laughs> and he turned around and he looked at me and I said, Go dogs. And he said, Go dogs. <laughs> and I was, and I was just like so floored. Um, I should have told him I'm sorry I called him. I, I, I'm sorry that I called him out. I called his offensive line out early in the season. And I <laughs> wanted to be wrong. I never wanted I've never wanted to be wrong about something more than than our offensive line. But man, they've been playing their butts off lately, yeah. man. Like there's just no question about it. Tate Ratledge, like I said, Tate looked like that dude in the dog walk and he played like it too. I love it. I love it. I mean, I mean, let's just let's just be real, Jim. I mean the only thing that disappeared more or the only thing that disappeared faster than Tennessee was Ponda's bean dip. <laughs> clearly. Clearly. Because <laughs> because because we were at the tailgate, man, and it was it was gone. It, it was, was gone. gone. I'm glad that I noticed that it was almost gone so you could have a bite. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad that I got I got a you know what? I feel like that's what put us over the edge, Jim. It I feel be. like that. I feel like that. You know, I got I got Pondas being dipped. Now, 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 now we have to have it every game. That's right. <laughs> now, now hey, we've got to have it every game. Hey, I gave you I gave you the recipe and the instructions, so I think you're I think you should Did be you? good now. Did you text it to me? No, I don't know. Just verbally, I'll send it to you. I'll text it oh. to you. I'll text oh, yeah. it to you, I, Jim. I, I don't know if you know this about me or not, but I had had a few bourbons. <laughs> <laughs> the bourbons were had. The bourbons were hit. Oh man, uh, what a weekend! What a weekend! I, uh, you know, I, I have to. I we can't end before saying that I attended my first, uh, or I ate. I had been there once before, kind of, but I ate at the Bulldog Brunch this morning. So that was pretty. Oh, epic. So man, I'm so jealous. I need to. I need to like. I don't know. Reserve a room at the at Stackhorn Lake or whatever. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. I need to get a hotel room so I can go to and partake in this because uh, I am super jealous of that. That's that's cool. I didn't even think about that. Like I didn't even think about trying to like get a hotel to to go to the the thing. But man, yeah, that was that was cool. That that was cool. I had I had talked about it with Lily actually before we came uh, before we left Charlotte to that we were we would maybe do that because she and I went by there once before to meet up with uh, Jeff Dancer and Kevin Butler for something. And, uh, but we didn't eat there. And so she kept laughing. She's like, we went over here and everyone has all this great food and we're not eating. And so since Lily came with me for this trip, um, I brought that up that maybe we should go do that. But uh, shout out to Hug Dog one more time because went with went with the entire Huggins family. So with uh, Jason and, and Hampton, Dana and uh, Lily and I went and ate with them. And uh, it was a great time, a lot of fun. And um, all I'll say is the the bacon wrapped shrimp, the gumbo, <laughs> and the red mule grits are everything that Jeff Dancer says they are. <laughs> that's that's so funny. Not a sponsor, yeah. Not a sponsor, but I definitely <laughs> I definitely ordered like what what he says. So it's pretty. Please funny. please give me the Dancer special. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of gumbo, Hunter, if you're listening, we need to get the the hunter, the hunt the Jones gumbo. Like yeah, that, was seriously. To, that was that was that was discussed, and it was I was told I, I was told there would be gumbo. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Oh, too good. Well, I don't know. We're 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 running a little long for a review. I had we well, I'll just mention like man, Alabama. Ooh, uh, you know, got back home last night and, and watched that game. Um, so I'll say this, the, 
if mathematically speaking, neither the East nor the West are are over. Uh, nothing is settled yet. No one has no one has clinched. Um, but in the West, it looks like it's uh, pretty much a two team race at this point between LSU and Ole Miss, and we can talk about that a little bit later. But obviously, obviously, still Georgia and Tennessee are, are both alive mathematically in the East um, as we look forward. But man, uh, things are changing in the SEC. Things, yeah. There's there's definitely winds of change <laughs> blowing from <laughs> from the West. <laughs> right. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. Uh, I will. I will also say that that uh, that that marquee win that Tennessee has over over certain opponents mm. that shall not be named is starting to look less and less substantial. True. True. Given given our results against them. <laughs> right. Seriously. Seriously. Very true. Very true. And our con- conversely, our win versus Oregon is starting to look better and better by by the day because I believe as as of yep. uh, as of recording, they're one of the best offenses in the country. The most successful sex uh, in terms of success rate, they're the most successful offense in the country. Yeah, man, they are. They have looked very good uh, ever since they they looked very good when they've played teams not named Georgia. <laughs> oh, it's the story of their life. It's the story of everybody's life in That's these right. days. Oh man, it's uh what a time to be alive. <laughs> these are the good times. These are uh, the good times. Man, it's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Well, I'm so glad that you guys came. Uh I will I you know, true. Also, uh we were kind of dancing around it um in the in the preview because you hadn't told Carter that he was getting to come yet. Um, so yes. we kind of danced around it a little bit, but I'm glad you guys made that call. It was great to see, see you guys and get to spend the day with you. What a day. I mean, I, I think, you know, the, everything lived up, uh, other than like the, you know, it wasn't a close game, but like dog nation, dog nation was out there. Everything delivered the atmosphere, the whole game day experience for, for that huge matchup, the, you know, the highest ranked matchup in, in, in history, uh, there. So mm-hmm. lived up to it. It was an epic, epic weekend. It was awesome. <laughs> I do think that, you know, I'm going to riff off of something that Will said that, um, you know, UGA's undefeated when we've had Raising Kane. Um, <laughs> UGA is also, I don't know if the, you know this, dear listener, but UGA is also undefeated when the full contingency of My God a Podcast is on location. This is, this is true. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Love it. Love it. We just got to do this more often. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, Lindsay. I've got to go. uh awesome all right man well we will be back oh go ahead i was about to say we've got starkville coming up yep that's what i'm saying yes this this is this was the dark horse trap game that we talked about preseason that's right that's right so we have to 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 study up on these guys they they got a they had an overtime win there was there was another overtime uh game in the west state overtime win over auburn um the bizarre bulldogs did so yeah, man, we'll be back later in the week to to preview that game, to preview that night game at the wrong stadium. <laughs> at the Bizarro, at the Bizarro Dog Stadium. Uh, for sure. Hey, man, it was good. It was good hanging out. Good seeing Panda and Lou on location as well. Um, but yeah, man, what a what a great day. And um yeah, just just love seeing everybody out. Hope to see y'all again soon. Go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs>